Welcome to the Vessels Podcast, spitting into the mic as always, your boy Remy. Joining me in the back cave is the one and only Connor Medea, also known as Liquid Gold. And last but not least, joined with us is the Christian Beatty, still single and ready to mingle. Ladies, <laughs> if you're looking for someone to date, this is the man for you. Um, if you are new to the podcast, we are part of the company Ask Us Why whose mission is to equip believers of all stages of life to share the gospel wherever they go. We primarily do this through our social media, podcasts, and website, but also through our apparel line made with intentional design centered on Christ and starting conversations. Super dope. Boys, with that being said, what topic we got cooking in the crock pot today? We are continuing our topic from last week. Yeah. About prayer. Prayer. Yep. Prayer. Amen, brother. Is that correct, Connor? That is correct. All right. If I remember correctly. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah, so this was a continuation from our last week's uh, topic of prayer. And uh, just to kind of recap, uh, we talked about a few different things. Um, basically, what is prayer? Uh, we discussed that it is a two-way dialogue with God where uh, only there can we grow in our relationship with him. Uh, prayer is simply having a conversation, right? We use the uh, acronym PRAY uh, to give an example, which is to praise, start with praising God, right? Uh, to rejoice in who he is and just his goodness and character uh, and his holiness and sovereignty. Then we go to repent, which is the R, which is all about learning how to um, come forth with everything because I think that we hold a lot of baggage and whenever we try to hide the sin in our lives, even though we know that we're sinning and we know that God knows it. We still try to hide it. I've done that myself. I'm sure you guys have probably done that. Mm -hmm. And it just, it makes the relationship seem fake. It seems like you're coming at him with, you know, more to hide and not be as honest and transparent as we should be with him. And so, uh, when we choose to repent and just bring come like bring forth our sins that we've been hiding in our lives, it just releases so many burdens that we have on ourselves. And it really opens up our relationship with God to actually grow and have fruition. Cause I feel like there's almost the thorns or the, the weeds that are getting into the soil of the seeds that we're trying to plant in our relationship with God. And it's just, it's choking it and it's holding it from coming up through the surface. And, we just have to learn how to repent and come away from that, right? Um, and then we go to A, which is to ask, which is, I think, a big part of, I think, why a lot of us are motivated to pray is to ask God for a lot of things. And if done with the right motive, absolutely, like the Lord wants to bless those things and he wants to um, adhere to what your desires are. Um, but when we come in with like selfish motives and ambitions and we come asking, you know, like, I want to get a new car, like I need to get this job, I need to date this person. One million dollars. <laughs> Thank you very much. One million dollars. Um, when you go in with that mindset, I think the Lord knows your heart and it's uh it's less of him granting those things to you. But if you desire it long enough, I believe that he hands us over to the enemy to have those things. And so it's actually interesting because I think that kind of can tie into prosperity gospel where you see people are believing that if you sow seeds of goodness, that that's going to be, um, you know, reaped and you're going to become rich. And One God's million dollars. Every <laughs> it's just a button. Connor's the button. We just press every once in a while. Um, yeah, he'd give us the $1 million and then we'll be rich. And that's what we want. But I think when we're, our heart is set against God and we believe in a different idol and something else that's kind of taking place in our heart, then he'll eventually hand us over to those things, those desire, desires. We see that all the time in scripture where when uh, someone is choosing sin consistently, that the Lord hands them over to their desires. 
but it always ends in consequence. It always lands themselves, the Israelites, in oppression, it being taken over by their enemies. They suffer. They have war, famine, so many things. And it's like, hey, I'm telling you, don't do this. And if you do this, y'all going to get punished, punished, right? Got to learn somehow. Got to learn somehow. You're going to get spanked <laughs> or a slap in the face. And both of that's coming from the Philistines or the Amalekites. spanking. The Canaanites are one of them <laughs> fools. Um, I feel like our modern day, uh, like uh, Goliath, is like Conor McGregor. Actually, rip, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> rip to him, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, when we come and ask upon uh, uh, the Lord for things that we believe that our hearts are in the right place for and that we want to um, help advance the kingdom and grow in our relationship with him and to serve others and love them, that I believe the Lord wants to listen to those. He might not always say yes, but he always answers our prayers either yes, no, or not yet. And so sometimes we think it's no, but it's also not yet, or he has something better in mind for us. Um, and then you finally land with yield, which is the why. And that's all about yielding your will to the Father. We come with an agenda. We come with our own things we want to say. But when we come in that mindset, that's, again, where is our heart? Where is our posture? Are we trying to come for something else? And when those prayers are answered, we start to doubt God. We start to think that he's not hearing us. He doesn't want to listen to what we have to say, that he's just like punishing us. He's putting us in the same thing. Um, when we when we think about our agenda and what we want to get out of it, that's when we kind of land ourselves in this like, you know, hamster wheel where you're constantly running. You're hoping that you're getting somewhere, but you're you're just stuck, stuck put. So that's the acronym. I think that's the main thing that we kind of talked about. And we kind of tackle different topics within that. Um, but uh I think that we tabled the discussion. I believe that we tabled this discussion because we didn't want to carry out the conversation too long or drag it out, but we wanted to just kind of split it up into two different um, podcasts for us to talk about. And so going forth with now understanding a little bit better about how to pray, I think a big part of what we talked about is that it's a dialogue, right? Not a monologue. And when it comes to our relationship with God, just like any other person, if I only went to my wife, Alyssa, and I said, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Thank you so much for all these things. Can you give me this, 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 and this? Dope, thanks. All right, I'm going to go to work. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you later. See you later in the day. What's up? Hey, uh, thank you so much. I had a great day. Uh, I was just praying that you would like bless my food and you would just like, you know, carry on this night and keep us safe. Thanks so much. Good talking to you. I'll catch you later. And like while I'm living with her. And it's like God is always with us. But if that's our mindset with our relationship with him and we never seek to listen to what he has to say, then it becomes a monologue and there's no relationship there. It's just a one-sided thing. Um, and so when it comes to trying to hear from God, how, how do we hear from God? Like when it comes to prayer and we're trying to learn to build in our relationship with him, like is, he's not like talking directly to you guys. Like, I don't know. Is, is he talking, is he talking, is he talking to you guys? There have been very few times where I feel like I've heard like the clear voice of God. The audible voice of God. Yeah. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Connor, look down. <laughs> I'm going to pass by in glory. Shield your face so you know shall not die. <laughs> sorry, sorry for that. <laughs> Mild tangent. But yeah, um, very few times where I'm like, yeah, that's definitely the voice of God. Otherwise, it's in a whisper. Um, but I think that's the majority of the, the times that God speaks to us is in that still quiet voice. You said in whispers? 
whispers. Whispers. God speaks to us in whispers. Am I hearing this correctly? Yeah, you got a verse for that, right? Or I got a verse verses. for that? How'd you know that? You looking at my screen? Yeah, first Kings No 19. cheating, man. Didn't they teach you in high school not to cheat? <laughs> Sorry, there's a little crackling going on with our audio, so just uh, don't mind that. Just going to let that pass by. Blame Remy for that. Oh, gosh, I'm just the worst, literally. All right, First Kings 19, 11 through 13. This is when God is speaking to Elijah, and it says, And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Kind of epic. Ooh. Like, so cool. <laughs> like <laughs> you want to talk to God and he just like absolutely brings his wrath and just tears down mountains and then like fire and lightning and everything. And then you're like trying to hear his voice and then it's just one out, way of to the get cave, out of the cave, just what do you want? <laughs> but not like a creepy, what do you yeah, want? Yeah. Let's you hope know? he not sound, yeah. he doesn't sound like that. <laughs> do you think that's why they like fell to the ground in fear? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> like it's not how Hollywood makes this crap out. I think that it's a very gentle voice, but it's in whispers, right? Like it's we got so much noise in this world, right, Christian? Yes, we got a lot of noise in this world. A lot of noise, so much noise. How do we how do we hear God when we got this noise? What kind of noise we got in our lives? What kind of noise do we got in our lives? Oh my gosh! Well, when you woke up this morning, you probably went and checked your phone. No, that's noise. All right, yeah, when you got into the car, you turned on Spotify, you turned on a podcast, that's noise. If you're like me, for some reason your car is really loud right now, <laughs> and that's noise. <laughs> if- <laughs> <laughs> a quick side note, uh, Christian, in the middle of the night, had someone, someone so just awesome, just decided to do Christian a favor and just take out his catalytic converter for him. It's basically the piece of the car that helps with like toxic fumes, but when you take it out, it makes your car sound really loud. Yeah, really, really, loud. really loud. So that's noise. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's news, there's politics, there's all sorts of things in our lives that are just noise. That like when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, it's like, is this actually providing value to my life? Is this making me a better follower of Christ? Is this adding anything to me and what I'm trying to do with my life? And for a lot of things, it's, it's not. It's just noise distraction um and i I think uh when we're we're trying to pray and we're trying to discern the voice of god it's very easy to to be distracted by the noise um you know the bible says to be constant in prayer uh but it's really hard to do that when the times during your day that you can set aside for prayer are filled with the latest music, whether that be, um, you know, driving in the car or going for a run. Those are really great times to spend in silence and just talk to the Lord. Um, and we fill it with things that are distracting. Um, that's something that I do all the time. Just throw on music. Most people do, um, or a podcast or something like that. Um, 
Why do you think that is? Why do you think we're so uncomfortable with silence? Why do you think none of mm. us ever just drive somewhere without the radio on? One reason would be because we like music, obviously. Yep. But say you don't have Spotify, say you just have to listen to the regular radio. Mm -hmm. Nothing is good on. Obviously, you're not going to listen to just crap songs. Yep. Just because. Yep. Sometimes we still do because we don't want to listen or be in silence. Why do you think that is? Um, I think that we're taught and trained, especially nowadays, um, with like media and the easy access of everything that we have. It's so easy to lose the, the art of being bored and being in your own thoughts. Um, it's like something that you have to practice. You have to practice being bored and just being in conversation with the Lord, um, which is like such an interesting thing to think about. Like as humans, and especially in America, we always want to be productive. We want to be doing the next like thing. We should always be busy. We should always be this, that, or the other. Um, and so we always think that we need to fill our time with things. Um, and in doing so, we've lost our ability to just sit with our thoughts. Um, and I think that when you make intentional time to just sit down and, and be in your thoughts, it allows you to process things and talk with the Lord and hear the things that he's whispering to you. Um, but man, it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to get away from the noise and the distraction because even for me, when I try to set a time, set aside time to be with the Lord, the, the noise like carries through into the silence and solitude just in my brain, just like thinking about business ideas or whatever rela relationship struggles that I'm going through. Like it's so hard to just calm my mind and get rid of the distraction. Um, so it, it's, it's a practice. It's something that takes time mm. to do. Yeah. Um, and a lot of this stuff um, I learned from The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer which I highly recommend reading or listening to. Um, and, and something that John Mark Comer points out that I think is really cool, um, in being disciples of Jesus, we're trying to follow and do what he did. Like if you want to be like Michael Jordan, you're going to play basketball the way that Michael Jordan played basketball and practice basketball the way that Michael Jordan played basketball. Um, Jesus had an amazing relationship with God. And if we want to have an amazing relationship with God, like Jesus did, we're going to try to do the things that Jesus did in his day to day. Um, one of the things that scripture makes really apparent is that Jesus frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray, which is mentioned in Luke five sixteen. Um, and just from, from that alone, there's so much that we can take away from it. So the first thing is that Jesus did it frequently. Um, and so, withdrawing to the wilderness to pray, withdrawing to silence and to solitude, doing it alone is something that we need to do consistently to get into a habit of, because the more that I've found that I withdraw into silence and solitude, the easier it is for me to quickly silence my thoughts and just be in prayer and communication with the Lord. Um, if anyone has tried to do meditation before, it's very similar where it's, it's a practice. And the more you do meditation, the better you get at it. And the same thing for prayer. Um, the more you do it, the better you get at it in terms of like calming your mind and getting to speak to the Lord um, in that aspect. How do, you, how do you make that habit though? Like for instance, maybe I'm not really good at 
taking myself out of, outside of a situation or withdrawing so that I can spend time mm-hmm. with the Lord. Like Jesus obviously seemed to have a really good habit established of doing that. But like, how does someone who's never done that before try and get into a habit of like withdrawing from the situations they're in? Because you, if you're working a shift, like you can't just like yep. leave shift and be like, I'll be back. I got to go pray with the Lord real quick. Like yep. it's hard to do that in those moments. And maybe that's times where maybe we're experiencing anxiety or stressed out or we're overthinking things. I can't tell you how many times I went into a shift when I worked at the coffee shop Dutch Bros and you don't get breaks on the shift at all. And so if it's busy, you're you're going 110 miles an hour the entire shift. And so I can't tell you how many different times I got into shift when I was in school as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many things I have to get done today. Like I have to go get my homework done. I was supposed to promise someone that I was going to get dinner with them. I was going to do a one-on-one thing. Then there's also the worship night that's going on and like mm-hmm. might be able to go to that. If I can't, I still have to get this homework done. If I don't get that done, then I committed to this thing. And so you're just stuck in this like situation where, you know, you're told that you're led by the example that we have to like leave and withdraw from the situation that we're in or from wherever we're at so that we can spend time with the Lord. But what if you can't do that? How how do you best manage still being able to spend time with the Lord when you can't necessarily withdraw physically? Or in the case that we do need to withdraw physically, how do you get into the habit of something like that? Like, do you use like the noise of like your phone to remind you and stuff? Or do you just like pray that the God's like, that God is going to like, you know, give you that spirit and then it's just going to like lead you itself? Like, how do you, how do you do that practically? Yeah, so that's actually something that I'm still trying to figure out. Um, You know, when I want to pray about something throughout the day, I write it on my hand. Um, And something that I've learned just from habit-building techniques and tips is that you want to make the habit as easy as possible, like reduce barriers to entry. Um, So if you want to, you also want to make it appealing. So you have to think, just with those two things alone, if you, if you want to get into silence and solitude and escape from a place for a while, you got to make it something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like our relationship with the Lord in our minds, oftentimes in my mind, is number one priority. But like my actions don't necessarily reciprocate that priority or really show that it is my priority. Um, because it's hard because life is busy and I'm doing other things like ministry and stuff that I think is beneficial for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's hard to make time for those things. Definitely. Um, and I think it's something that you have to block time for in your week, like before your week begins, before your day begins, you just have to be like, okay, from the hours of blank to blank, like that's the only free time that I have today or the only free time that I have this week. Maybe you have to wake up an extra hour early, stay up an extra hour late. Um, It's it's something that you have to force into your life. And what I found, too, is that at the beginning, it's going to be really difficult to get into those places to make the time to go and do it. But I think the Lord is, is so good when you get to spend time with him in the silence and solitude that when you do finally get into it it's so rewarding that you are encouraged and want to get back into that place yeah um so yeah just like reminders on your phone blocking time um and just remembering like wow like this is so good when you're in it Mm -hmm. so that you can be encouraged the next time you're like i don't really want to go and do that right now i have so many other things like spending that time with the lord will pour over into other areas of your life, making other areas more fruitful and productive, I believe. Totally. Connor? You could just get a bunch of tattoos. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you, Connor. And moving on to the next topic. <laughs> That's what I do. It helps me remember things. Just put it on my arm forever. forever. Yeah. And be like, hey, be still. All right, I'm reminded. That's Sounds good. good, you know? Yep. So you heard it from here. Just go get some tattoos. Don't tell your parents. Um, just do that after. They'll be cool, cool with it. Cool. Um, <laughs> that was a call. Like, I thought that to my parents a couple times. They're pissed. But like, they're cough, I know. <laughs> um, dude, I think you nailed it on the head with intentionality, right? If we say that we want to do something like go and work out or we want to get in the habit of being better about not procrastinating the things we need to get done, if you just say it, but you don't do anything about it and you just hope that in the moment you're going to be motivated to just get up and do it, you'll never do it nine times out of 10. Yep. That one time out of 10, heck yeah, we're rooting for you. But the other nine times, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do anything about it. So when you're intentional with taking the time to set aside and schedule in five minutes even of just, all right, from four to 4.05, I'm going to spend some time in prayer. If you're in school, we know that you got time on breaks, right? Most of the time, I mean, we got like block style periods for a GCU and other mm -hmm. universities probably do that too. But if you have a class that's an hour and a half long, you're going to get a break in between there and you can go outside, you can move around, you can get, you know, out of the place if you need to for a little bit. Um, if you're at work, you can go to the bathroom. Like if you need to actually like get yourself away from the situation and you need a break for a second, tell them you got to go take a dump. Like they'll let you go. <laughs> and if your professor does not give you breaks, between your 90 minute classes, tell him that you need a break because you want to pray. And then he can't say no or she can't say no. Might be, might be easier said than done on a uh, <laughs> public campus. Yeah. Right? Public, public campus, like ASU. You they're like, Oh, you want to pray? That's like cute. Up, baby. <laughs> they're, they're like, I'm sorry. I don't think you paid tuition so you could just leave class. And you're like, Oh, I'm being attacked and persecuted. <laughs> this is what they promised. <laughs> this is what they promised. The persecution has come. This is where it is. I asked to go poop so I could pray, and the, the <laughs> professor said no. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. No, but I love that, just being intentional. And so I think that's a great practical takeaway that if we want to get away from the noise and the distractions of what we go through every single day, that you have to be intentional about those things. And I think that like setting reminders on your phone is a great way to do that, too. Yep. I used like to have this reminder in high school that was uh, the acronym SDAP, which was just stop, drop, and pray. And so it was just at random times of the day that I would just put that down there so it would remind me to say a quick prayer. And once you get in the habit of doing it a few times, and you don't have to be like motivated to do this kind of stuff, because if you have to feel motivation for your relationship with God, like then you already have the wrong idea of what a relationship looks like. Because there are days or there's times where maybe I'm not motivated to want to love my wife the way that I'm called to. And it's not a matter of how I feel about it, but what I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm supposed to do. And I yeah. still have to choose it. So in our relationship with Jesus, it's the same way. Like we have to choose it. It's not just wait to be motivated or inspired or go watch a YouTube video or whatever it is. Like it, it, the principle follows everything else in life. If you want to go and work out, you want to get good at learning another language, like you have to choose to set time aside and be disciplined in it in that action. And so I think the prayer, like, I think it's time that we crack down on ourselves with the habits that we establish in our lives because man, like look at your screen time that you have on your phone. I mean, you guys might be pretty good at it, but like I spend a significant amount of time on my phone every single day. Yeah. Now that not, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm just scrolling through social media. I think a lot of that is phone calls or it's music or it just it's videos. You're a bad person. It just means I'm a horrible person. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> the, I'm, there's, there are times where I do spend significant amounts of time on social media that I shouldn't be. And it's like, wow, it's so easy to do that. But when like 
you realize that the best things in life come with challenge and like actual efforts that you realize, oh, dang it, like I can't just like, you know, wish and pray. Like, God, I, I wish I pray more. Like, I'm going to pray that I pray more. You know, like he's like, hey, I'm giving you the steps to do it. Like be disciplined, make the decision to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's some great practical takeaway for us to, to kind of walk with is just understanding that when it comes to how God can speak to us in our prayer life, that one of the big ways that I think he can speak to us is through whispers and it's through the quiet and seclusion. And in order to hear someone whisper, you can't hear them from a distance. You have to be able to lean into that person or lean into God in order to hear that voice. And it might be hard to discern at first, but I think that uh, I, we have a friend, uh, his name is Grant, and he Grant. went with us on a, a mission trip. Oh my gosh, there's so many funny stories. He went with us on a mission trip to Zambia la- mm-hmm. last year, not this prior 2020, but 2019. And dude, this man is just something else. I mean, at any given time, I remember this one time he was getting ready to preach uh, in front of the villagers and in front of the whole village. And we were hanging around the fire. We were getting ready for dinner and then we're going to do it after. And he gets up as we like realize like, oh, people are starting to gather up. And he gets up and goes over and looks behind the car to see him. And he realizes there's like 75 people and he goes, oh, crap. I need to go pray and literally just turns around and disappears into the darkness of the wilderness, like uh-huh. straight up the bush. We're, yeah. We're in the middle of Zim. There's literally nothing out there. We did not know where he went. Yeah. We, we didn't see him for half an hour. Like he didn't even come back for like five minutes. It wasn't like, all right, just quick prayer. Like he went and he was like, man, I really need to spend more time with the Lord. And that man all the time is like, you know, I felt the Lord was pressing this on me, pressing this on me. And those kind of people, you kind of are hesitant with, right? Like you're kind of like, did God really tell you that like you were supposed to do this or do that? Cause it's like, God told me I'm supposed to marry this person. It's like, <laughs> stop saying that because he didn't. And that can tie into more about. <laughs> he didn't the- say that. <laughs> you're not supposed to marry anybody. No, <laughs> it has to be this one. Like, I don't know. He cheated on me, but like the Lord told me it has to be him. Like, no, when it comes to hearing the voice of God, it can be really hard to discern, but yeah. I think that Grant's a great example of someone who really can hear the audible voice of God so much better. It's because he spends so much time away from all the distractions of the world that he he takes the time to listen. And what you do is when you listen, it doesn't mean that God's just going to start talking to you audibly, but he'll put things on your heart. He'll put things on your mind. And it's just things that you can't seem to get away from and you wrestle with. And maybe it's a person's name. Maybe it's a random word. Maybe it's a, a, a business or maybe it's a topic or concept, whatever it is, but like he'll press things onto your heart. And Grant got really good at that. He felt like, you know, there was things that the Lord was telling him to do, like go talk to this person. And let's say that you reach out to that person and say, hey, I felt the Lord put you on my heart. Like, is there anything I could be praying for you right now? If they say nothing and there was nothing wrong, then that's okay. Like you can be wrong. But like the more you listen and then you try, the more he's going to reward you and you're going to get better at hearing the voice of God. And so I believe that he, he just has so many crazy stories of like crazy things that happen for him where he listens to the voice of God and it tells him like, hey, go talk to that guy. Like that guy has some back pain. Goes and talks to the man. He's like, uh, yeah, I've had back pain for the last like 25 years. And he's like, can I pray for you? Prays for him and he heals him. Like, like Jesus heals him right there. And like stuff like that all the time that Grant is just amazing at. And so I think that he lives as such a great example for us is that when you want to establish this habit of learning how to hear the voice of God, you might not be able to nail it at first. Or you're going to just hear it after five minutes of sitting in solitude. It takes time. It's a process. And we have to learn how to be patient and just lean into him consistently. And I think that over time, it'll get easier for us to hear the voice of God. Yeah. But along with that, right? There's other ways that God speaks to us, right? Like it comes through God's word. It can come through other people. It can come through worship. So when it comes to prayer and trying to hear from God or learn how to discern the voice of God, I'm, I mean, that can be a whole topic of itself is learning how to discern that. And I think we should talk mm-hmm. about that because I think a lot of people think that God's telling them things when it's the world or it's the enemy. Mm-hmm. 
Because the enemy is not going to like come off as like this giant devil with a pitchfork and be like, you should not do that. Like you should choose sin. Like the, the enemy <laughs> wants you to have a great life, just have nothing to do with Jesus. So if something sounds enticing and like you feel like you're at peace, it could be peace, but it could also be peace that you're not in an uncomfortable situation to like grow in your faith. And I see that a lot. Mm. So we can talk about it too, but when it comes to like learning how to hear God in other ways, like what is your guys' experience with learning how to listen to God's voice when maybe you can't hear the audible voice from him when it comes to like everything else? I think it's, I mean, one way that's super simple is just asking him to speak. Like sometimes we're like, all right, I'm done talking now, but it's like, okay, sometimes in a relationship, you have to ask the other person, you know, what, what you're thinking? What are you feeling? Like, talk to me about what I need to be doing, what I can be doing better. Um, and that's just like, I think the first step is like, God speak to me right now. Like sometimes we're like, okay, I listened and he didn't say anything. It's like, okay, did you just like kind of listen or were you thinking of something else that you wanted to say um, <laughs> that like the next thing you wanted to say and you weren't actually listening? Did you actually ask God to speak to you? There's so many times in scripture where people literally just ask God to speak and that's in a way like that's all it takes. Mm. Um, but when you go back to like, um, like, posturing our heart and posturing our body and our mind to listening to God. Like it is a whisper most of the time. And I think God does that on purpose because if he just had to yell and scream all the time, like we wouldn't need to be listening. Like he could just, he could, mm-hmm. if he wanted to just overpower us, obviously to, to get our attention. Right. Yeah. But a relationship, like you have to get rid of distractions and you have to pay attention and you have to actively listen to that whisper. Um, and I think God definitely does that on purpose, but it can be that simple to where you just have to ask him to speak to you and ask him to give you the ears to hear him. Um, but yeah, Christian, what do you think? Um, I think that that's something that I'm still learning about. Um, I think for me, what I've experienced thus far is that it'll be something that I'm learning and I'll hear it on a podcast and then I'll hear it in a sermon and then I'll talk about it with someone else. And I'm like, huh, I guess this is something that the Lord is teaching me right now, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you just see it just uh, pop up in different places in your life, um, which is like super fun. And yeah, there are definitely other times when you're praying or, or something and you're just like, you just like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like a thought that pops into your mind that you're not sure why it just showed up there. You're like, like that could be the Lord. And then you test it with scripture and you test it by asking other people who are believers, um, the validity of that yeah. and share it with them. You know, <clears throat> I think is one way to discern that and we can go into that another time. Yeah. Um, but I think the, there was one other thing. Um, yeah. So in, in relationship with the Lord, like it can be like with other human relationships, like, He's, he's not always going to yell at us. Mm-hmm. And when you think about relationships with people you're really close with, and going back to the solitude and um, silence thing, mm-hmm. is like the most fruitful times of like relationships that I've had have always been one-on-one, like in the car on top of a mountain. And so for me, when I'm trying to just connect to the Lord and, and listen to him and, and be with him. I drive to the top of a mountain by myself. And sometimes I, I walk around and talk aloud, like 
literally out loud to the Lord um, and wrestle with my thoughts and things I'm thinking of. And then I just kind of sit there and try to listen. Um, and that's, that's just like another tip of how my relationship with the Lord has kind of developed and changed and how I've personally gotten into um, listening to him and, and communicating with him. And I think that looks differently for everyone, you know, yeah. where, where you find that place where you're intimate with the Lord. Um, and so definitely encourage you guys to experiment with like, where is that place, you know, on top of a mountain or in your room or at the library, wherever it is, where mm-hmm. you feel like you can hear the Lord most audibly. Um, I like the mountain because I can see God's creation and kind of his majesty through that. And I'm just like, wow, like this is amazing. Yeah. Um, and he, I think sometimes he speaks to me just with creation because I love personally, like I love design and I'm yeah. like, wow, look at that tree. Like, it's amazing how he created that. Like, you it's can tell it's nasty by the way it is. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So good. So that's, yeah. that's kind of my tangent of I like listening to the Lord and I love saying that. that. I think there's, yeah, there's so much value, I think, in just different things that we talked about today and uh, how to better take ourselves away from the distractions of this world because we all are constantly sucked to our phones. We're listening to voices all over the place. And the ones that magnify themselves the loudest are probably the ones that we should steer away from. I think that those are the ones that are really trying to pull our attention away from us, which I think today is a lot of politics and a lot of the world. And they're trying to kind of mesh their way into the church. And and that can be its own topic as well. But I think that we have to learn how to step away from those things and to find solitude. And when it comes to trying to hear the voice of God, I think there's so many different ways that he does that for each of us. And it can Mm -hmm. be different, Um, but it takes time. And so we just encourage you guys that if you guys are trying to learn uh, to grow closer to God and be able to hear his voice, um, again, you can hear it through scripture. That's like directly his voice that he says. And so always turning back to scripture and um, just reaffirming belief in truth and just his promises that he has for us is such an amazing way for us to start that journey of learning how to listen to his voice. Because then as you start to hear his voice more often, you start to, like you were saying, like follow up with scripture and see if it matches up. And so, you know, when we get into this habit of learning to hear from God, I think that we have to also get in a really good habit of discerning the voice. And I think that's a great transition for us to carry into another podcast episode for us is just learning how to discern the voice of God and hear uh, from him. And so I think with that, that we can just wrap up here and uh, we can just head on out and go eat some cereal and bagels and enjoy our day, right? Praise the Lord. Good son. It's a beautiful day here in Phoenix. We got some good... Good, uh, sorry about the static that you guys are hearing. We're going to figure this out. I think it's one of the, I think it's Connor. Connor's the problem for it. Dang it, Connor. I will take the blame. I probably set it up wrong because I am an idiot. Yep, that's, that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for joining with us in this podcast today. This is, again, the Vessels Podcast. We are attached to the company Ask Us Why. We got merch. We got articles on our website. We got an Instagram. Check it out. We hope you guys join uh, this community. We're trying to do another Devo here coming up soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, follow us if you guys want to be a part of those. Uh, we're trying to do a lot more than just apparel. We really do believe that we want to impact this uh, community and honestly the world for for Jesus and for the kingdom. We just recently talked about changing the name from uh, or our bio on Instagram. It says now Phoenix founded but globally missioned. And I kind of like that. I think that's pretty cool. And just like 
what we really do want. Because I think clothing line is cool and it's sweet stuff to wear, but like we're not out here for profits. I think we're out here to be intentional with everything that we do. And so mm -hmm. that's just what we're about. And so we invite you guys to be a part of that and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Catch y'all on the flip it flip. Yep. Push out. See ya. Peace. Peace.